Welcome back to another episode of the Legendary Life Podcast. This is health and fitness expert Ted Rice, and I want to wish you a happy 2018. It's New Year's. In fact, the day I'm recording this, it's the start of a brand new year. That means you have 365 days, or if whenever you're listening to this, you have 360-something days to get your act together with your health, your fitness. And today, I want to talk about supplements that can help you do that. And before I get to that, I want to tell you that we're having a fat loss masterclass. And if you have not signed up to this, what are you waiting for? It's free. And I'm going to go over my best tips tactics, methods, etc., to help you get into the best shape of your life. So go to legendarylightpodcast.com slash free. That's legendarylightpodcast.com slash F-R-E-E and sign up for the free fat loss masterclass. It's going to be great. I'm going to share with you some new things that I've been doing that there's nothing magical out there, but there are things that you can do to get results faster. I mean, that's what I'm out for. I I don't have time to work out two hours in the gym and to meticulously count calories and track macros and all those other things. I want the most bang for my time, the most bang for my buck, if you will. And I'm sure you're after the same thing. We've got lives to live and fitness, health, et cetera. It needs to be a part of that but not our entire life. I mean, I'm saying that and I'm in the fitness business. I'm in this business and I don't want it to be my whole life. So again, join up to the Fat Loss Masterclass, legendarylifepodcast.com slash free. Now let's get to supplements. And the first thing I want to say about supplements is that no matter, (laughs) let me put it to you like this. This is my favorite saying that I've come up with over the 19 years I've been in this business about supplements. And there is no supplement that can make up for good nutrition, a solid training routine, and consistent practice. There's no supplement that can make up for it. So if you're one of those people thinking that you're going to get a special supplement today that's going to just take your results to the next level, it's not going to happen because none of that exists. Supplements are great, and I'm going to share with you some that work very well, but there's no magic supplement that's going to help you. With that said, let's go ahead and get started, and and I want to start this off with a question. Have you ever gone into your local vitamin shop, GNC, or local health food store and seen their huge wall of supplements? It can be so overwhelming to figure out what you should take. They all have claims on them saying how amazing it is and how and why you should take it. And how do you know which one of those are just completely pulling your leg and which ones are a good investment and which ones could be even dangerous? It's a great question. And today I'm going to share with you my top supplements and uh, specific products. But first, I'd like to talk to you about the dangers of buying cheaper supplements in general. We all have this thing. We're all like this, okay? We all want the most value for the least amount of money, right? We all want that. Agreed? I don't want to pay more for something than I need to. That said, 
people can take this a little bit too far and just go for the cheapest one because they think, oh, well, you know, it, this, this is protein powder over here and then there's protein powder over here, but this one costs less. I should go with the cheaper one because that makes sense financially. Totally get where you're coming from. However, with supplements, you get what you pay for. And a lot of supplement companies <laughs> kind of pull that on you, meaning they try to sell you the cheapest crap they can for the highest amount of money. And you fall for it all the time. Maybe not all of you, but you right now, you know who I'm talking about. You fall for that BS marketing that supplement companies do. And I want to give you an example of some of the things that happen. So for instance, consumerlab.com bought, tested, reviewed a wide range of protein powders and drinks to assess their quality. Out of the 16 that they tried and tested, five of them had issues. And they even went on to confirm these issues in a second independent laboratory. One popular protein powder was missing 16 grams of protein per scoop. That's the majority of the protein that it said it promised. Instead, it contained an extra 16 grams of carbohydrates, including three grams of sugar, if that means anything to you. Another one, which was a powder meal replacement shake, was contaminated with 12.7 micrograms of lead per serving. And in case you don't know the daily limit, because I had to look this up myself, it's 10 micrograms. So if you're having a few servings of those, along with some fish and some actually leads in quite a few things, don't want to go off on a tangent on that, but you're really overdoing it with lead. And lead is a potent, you know, for all the neurotoxins that people talk about, aspartame and all, those are controversial, but guess what there's no controversy about? Lead, okay? So keep that in mind. Another one, had an extra 6.7 grams of carbohydrates, including four of those grams were sugar. Another one claiming zero cholesterol had 10.2 milligrams of cholesterol. And this was from a GMP certified facility. So I forget what that stands for, but you'll see that a lot on supplements as a way of showing their superiority and that they've been certified. And so, and the last one was, uh, claiming that it only had five milligrams of cholesterol per serving and actually had 14.2. So the last two aren't, aren't crazy terrible because it's a small part of the cholesterol. But what I'm trying to get at here is it's hard to trust these companies. They're not on top of their game like it seems, even though their marketing is flashy and they've obviously spent a lot of money on it. And in fact, that's where whenever a company spends a lot of money on marketing and not as much on testing because the money's in the marketing because you buy, you right now listening, you buy stuff on marketing. If the marketing isn't good, very few of you will buy it. And that's kind of, it's, it's kind of a wiring in human beings. Um, and it's kind of a sucker thing to do, to be honest. But I get it. It's hard to figure out what is good because the marketing is so strong, they're like, whoa, it says it's got this in it. Yeah, that sounds great. Look at the marketing. And then you buy it, but it's a piece of crap. And I want to tell you another shocking discovery. A 2017 study published in the Journal of Human Kinetics found that over 5% of the supplements that they tested are secretly spiked with androgenic anabolic steroids. 
So if you notice a supplement that is extraordinarily effective, it may very well be because there's something a little extra in there that was conveniently left off the label. And just in case there's anyone listening thinking, oh, which ones are those? Uh, well, you can go to this episode on the, the, this is an article as well as a podcast episode, and you can go and read the study. But in case any of you are like, oh yeah, which ones are those? Uh, so, so I know which ones to take. If you're going to do steroids, go to a doctor and get your levels tested and do it that way. Do not take designer oral steroids. It's the harshest, worst way. I don't know a lot about the roids, but I can tell you one thing I do know is taking that stuff orally is the worst way to do it. All right. So that's all I have to tell you about that. But I don't know about you, but I have enough issues with my life that I don't need to worry about being ripped off by my protein powder or being poisoned by designer oral steroids. And like I mentioned, those will ruin your liver and mess up your endocrine system bad. That said, having the right supplements can really help you a lot. And in this best supplements podcast, I'm going to go into supplements that I've personally tried and that have scientific evidence to support their effects. And of course, I mentioned this a lot, examine.com. It's the best place to start. They don't have everything on there, but, and I, I don't have any uh, affiliation with them other than that I like them. I read their stuff and I enjoy learning from Kamal and Alex Leaf and, and some of the other people over there because you know they don't sell supplements. They just compile this information together. So that said, I also want to tell you that I've been using supplements for over two, I mean, over two decades, uh, probably since I was about 14 years old. So it would be like 26 years. And most of them, they don't do much. And some even probably messed me up when I took them. But there are some that can help you build more muscle, can help you recover faster, can reduce your stress, can improve your sleep and more. And again, one thing that I want to reiterate is the biggest lesson I've learned from all these self-experiments is that no supplement can make up for a bad workout program, improper recovery, a poor diet, and lack of sleep. So if you don't have those basics dialed in, that's where you need to start. And I really want you to take a moment and let that sink in. So many people are quick to buy supplements. And I get it. If you get motivated by buying some supplements because you see it, you're like, oh yeah, supplement. I don't know. I get excited about them. I get excited about buying supplements, even though I know 90% of my results, my health, my body fat, my muscle growth, everything else is going to be controlled by my exercise, my nutrition, and my sleep, and my stress management. But I, I get it. Some people, we, we got motivated when we see a stack of supplements or even buying supplements can get you psyched up. However, if you'd want to learn which ones I take personally and which ones I recommend, well, we're going to get to that right now. So number one is a muscle building supplement is creatine monohydrate. And creatine monohydrate is a naturally occurring amino acid that can rapidly produce energy to support cellular function. That means if you're working out and you're lifting weights, like the majority of you listening do, according to the survey that you filled out, you will be able to lift that weight more times. And I got to tell you, it's one of the most well-researched supplements. And I wanted to talk about 
In this supplement series, I'm going to talk about how to get it naturally, how to supplement, and which one I choose. And uh, there's going to be a promo code uh, to get you a discount on some of the supplements, but you got to go to my blog post to get it. So um, get it naturally. How do you get creatine naturally? In its natural state, creatine can be found in foods like beef and pork. Although the issue is that most of it gets broken down during cooking. In fact, I found this one paper that checked into the creatine levels. And uh, what they cited was that some studies that shows creatine starts to degrade at 115 degrees and that baking meat causes 92% loss of available creatine due to breakdown. This is why dietary creatine seems to be pretty insignificant if you want levels that affect your physical and cognitive performance, because it's not just about pumping your muscles up, it's about affecting your cognitive performance as well. So creatine, you can't really get it naturally unless you're eating raw meat and raw, raw fish, raw meat. And even if you did that, you would have to eat quite a bit to get the amount that you would get from a supplement. So let's talk about how to supplement. Which ones should you get? I want you to stay away from the fancy, expensive forms of creatine. Don't go for the, I, I don't even remember the names. I just stopped paying attention to them because it's not really even worth paying attention to. Stick with good old German micronized creatine monohydrate. And one thing you should know about creatine is creatine is only made in two places, Germany and China. So what I want you to do is avoid any creatine from China as there have been some issues with the contaminants and the quality of their safety over there when they make this stuff. And I want you to shoot for five grams per day, depending on the brand you get. And my pick, by the way, is bio-creatine from Natural Stacks. Bio-creatine is just, it's the name of the supplement. They use German micronized creatine along with Himalayan sea salt and fenugreek for improved absorption. And I want to tell you, I was a bit skeptical at first because this product only has two and a half grams of creatine per serving. And like I just said, you should probably shoot for five grams per day. And I'll be straight with you. The improved delivery method using fenugreek and, and sea salt, I thought that was bullshit marketing. I really did. The thing was, when I started taking bio-creatine, I was taking 10 grams of other creatine products at the time. And I stopped taking creatine for a while. Then I started taking bio-creatine and I was getting better results. Not the same, but better results from just taking the two and a half gram serving of bio-creatine than the 10 grams of the other creatine, which was just, I can't even remember the brand. It was just one of, it's all the same stuff right? Creatine monohydrate, as long as you buy it from a reputable brand. So it's just my subjective experience, but I was really impressed with the results. So that's the one that I recommend. And if you want to save 20% on that product, go to my website, go to this ultimate supplement guide for building muscle, better sleep, stress reduction, and optimal health for 2018. It'll be one of the first episodes, one of the first articles on the blog, right? So it'll be there because it is a, a podcast episode and an article. So you can check it out there and get the promo code for 20% off. The second one I want to tell you is beta alanine. 
It's another naturally occurring amino acid that can help you build muscle, improve physical performance, so you can bust out a couple more reps in the gym during your workouts. And it's the way it works is it's been shown to buffer the uh, the acidity of your muscles. So when you're working out, you know how your muscles burn, and a lot of people say, "Oh, it's the lactic acid, bro." Well, it ain't lactic acid. It's hydrogen ions, okay? And I shouldn't sound so high and mighty when I say that because I used to say it was lactic acid, but uh, it's not lactic acid. It's lactate and hydrogen ions, and lactate is, you know, something completely different, but it's the, it's the acid that starts creating the burning sensation by irritating your nerves. Beta alanine helps with that, so you can push a bit harder. So let's talk about how to get it naturally. And like creatine, natural sources of beta alanine don't really give you the dose you need to improve performance. So it's best to stick with a supplement in that case. So how do you supplement? Try having five grams of beta alanine per day. On workout days, you can break it up into two doses, one before the workout, one after. Taking beta alanine on an empty stomach has been shown to increase blood levels very quickly. And that's important to note because there's a sensation called paresthesia, which is a tingling sensation on the skin, which has caused people to freak out when they take some uh, beta alanine containing workout products. And even some people go to the <laughs> go to the emergency room. So it's called paresthesia. Hopefully I'm pronouncing it right, but it's just a tingling sensation that beta alanine causes. It isn't dangerous at all. And I get it every time I take beta alanine. It doesn't bother me. Some people think it's uncomfortable, but just so you know, if you think if you take a supplement like that and you feel the tingling, you're not dying, you're not having a heart attack. It's just that's the way beta alanine works for some reason. Probably has something to do with your nerves, uh, but it's not dangerous. And uh, again, it's a, a, an amino acid. So what's my pick is natural stacks branch chain amino acids with beta alanine. And although it isn't a pure beta alanine product, I like that it's from the same company and they sell everything as a physical performance stack so that you can uh, save a few bucks in the process. And I also want to mention this, that branch chain amino acids have come under fire recently for not being effective if you're already eating enough protein in your diet. That said, if you're not eating the 0.8 grams of protein per day and timing that protein around your workouts, like maybe you do intermittent fasting or maybe you work out fasted in the morning, uh, then branch chain amino acids, they may help. It's too early to say but I've noticed a difference when I was doing some intermittent fasting or working out fasted in the morning and taking this product. And again, I can save you 20% off, but you got to go to legendarylifepodcast.com and get the promo code from this article. So third I want to talk about is protein powder. So, and, and specifically whey. Whey is one of the two proteins found in dairy products, the other being casein. Whey is hands down the best for building muscle as far as we know right now. It helps you preserve muscle when you're losing weight as you want to make sure you're losing fat, not lean muscle mass. And uh, whey is both rich in glutamine, which is the most abundant amino acid in muscle, 
and branch chain amino acid leucine, which is the single most important nutrient for building muscle. And uh, we're not going to go into glutamine and leucine right now, although I've talked about them in the past. I will say this, a lot of uh, the research shows that glutamine is used by your gastrointestinal tract and uh, leucine may or may not be important for, at least separately for causing the muscle growth or turning on mTOR to stimulate muscle growth. Again, we're not going to go into that right now, but just a little FYI for any of my research savvy friends who are listening. So how do you get it naturally? Well, you can just eat, <laughs> you can just eat dairy products, right? Because whey is originally from dairy products. And I want to tell you something. I've kind of moved away from using protein. I mean, I have a protein powder. I, <laughs> I shouldn't say that because I drink protein powders almost every day, but I've gotten away from using it as much as I used to. I use more Greek yogurt low-fat ricotta cheese, low-fat Greek yogurt, low-fat cottage cheese. So what I'm trying to tell you is if you are cool with eating dairy products, you don't need to take protein powder. I mean, it's easy to take protein powder, but you don't need to. And there's some research that I'm getting into right now that shows that maybe the whole food is just as good, if not more effective than protein powder. The thing is, people have issues with eating dairy and also with just the convenience and protein powder is just super convenient. And that's why I use it pretty much every day. So how do you supplement with it? Well, if you are tracking the amount of protein that you're eating, you should be shooting for about 0.8 grams for every pound of body weight. Uh, sorry for my metric system using friends. And, and that's kind of the new recommendation that I'm using based on more recent research. So if you're not using that and you're not tracking your macros and you have no idea why I'm talking about math right now, here's some simple rules to follow. For weight loss clients, I like to recommend that they start out with a shake for breakfast or any time, doesn't have to be for breakfast, but any time where you know, they need to eat, but they're not that hungry and they're tight on time. It's better to shoot for a protein shake than to reach for a muffin or something like that. So exchange the crap that you're eating, in other words, for a protein shake. And for muscle building clients, I recommend having a protein shake before a workout and after a workout. That's usually the times that I take mine, sometimes I'll have uh, Greek yogurt before and a protein shake after or protein shake before and uh, Greek yogurt after or cottage cheese. And something to keep in mind by that or, or about that is that uh, maybe you're a person who the idea of eating something before you work out just is not going to, it's not happening for you. Well, that's when a protein shake can really help, especially if you haven't eaten for a few hours before you go to the gym. So what's my pick? Natural protein by natural stacks. And it's, I'll, I'll tell you why. And I know I'm recommending a lot of natural stacks products. And I'll talk a little bit about why natural stacks, not all the supplements are going to be natural stacks, by the way. And I don't like all of their products, as I've mentioned in previous podcasts. But these three in particular are great. And the protein, this one's 
really good. I like it. It only has four ingredients. It has whey protein. It has collagen in it. It has colostrum. And if you get the vanilla, it has uh, vanilla, Madagascar vanilla, so vanilla beans, or it has Ecuadorian cacao. Sounds very fancy, I know. And um, so they keep it really clean, quote unquote clean, for lack of a better term. It's, it doesn't taste amazing in the sense that it doesn't taste bad at all, but it it doesn't have that artificially flavored thing going for it. So it's very clean and it mixes well with uh, other, it's very clean tasting. I mean, it tastes, what I mean is it tastes more like food than the like strawberry ice cream birthday cake flavor from like your local GNC, you know what I mean? So that's what I'm talking about. Also the collagen Collagen is something that I've I'm just gotten more and more into. It's just glycine and collagen, which I don't mention here uh, in this particular episode. I'll have uh, I'll go into some supplements later, but it can help your joints a lot. It can help with blood sugar regulation, and the fact that you're taking it with whey protein may be a good thing. And the colostrum. And the protein can help your immune system stay stronger when you're pushing yourself hard. So I started taking the natural stacks protein and my joints started feeling better, specifically my knees. And I was like, why, why are my knees feeling better? Because it's, it was a noticeable effect. It wasn't like, uh, it wasn't a placebo effect. I wasn't just having a good day. It was like consistently feeling better and I knew there was something up. And I was like, it's gotta be the collagen. And sure enough, I did some experiments and figured it out. So again, if you wanna save 20% on natural stacks, uh, natural protein, go to legendarylifepodcast.com. Find this article, The Ultimate Supplement Guide for 2018. That's the shortened version and it's right on, on the blog and uh, you can get the promo code. It'll be right by where you buy the product, the link that you click on. So next supplement is magnesium. And magnesium is an essential mineral that is a cofactor in more than 300 enzymatic processes that regulate things like biochemical reactions in your body, protein synthesis, muscle and nerve function, blood glucose control, and blood sugar regulation. By the way, a deficiency, which a lot of people are deficient in, and the the numbers range from like 40% of people to 70% of people in the U.S. are deficient in magnesium. People can get higher blood pressure, reduced glucose tolerance, and you can feel more stressed because magnesium helps clear out the catecholamines. Um, so, so the things that like norepinephrine and Again, I don't want to go in too much into that, but can help you de-stress. So unfortunately, magnesium deficiency is pretty common, like I said. In fact, uh, the World Health Organization was talking about adding it to drinking water to help fight this deficiency. And so how do you get it naturally if you didn't want to supplement? Well, dark leafy greens like spinach, pumpkin seeds, and dark chocolate uh, are all excellent whole food sources of magnesium. Also, fish like mackerel and tuna are decent sources as well. Avocados and bananas are are okay, but it's really the dark leafy greens and nuts and seeds. And and, uh, cacao. I said dark chocolate, but I meant cacao. It has quite a bit of magnesium in it for a food source. 
So you can do that. However, the issue is, and this is something, unfortunately, I don't have the answer to, our soil has been depleted of minerals. And unlike vitamins where it's separate thing to the development of, of vitamins in plants, plants get the minerals from the soil. So, so the magnesium that you're getting from your plants, it could be very widely. And uh, again, I don't have the answer for that, but magnesium is a supplement that I take every day. So how do you supplement with it? Well, you take an oral form of magnesium. I suggest a transdermal form, but I don't suggest it to everybody because a lot of people have issues with topical magnesium chloride. It burns their skin. Some people don't feel a difference. So what I recommend instead for you to try is an oral magnesium. And which one should you get? Because if you look at magnesium supplements, there's magnesium glycinate, magnesium taurate, magnesium whatever rate, magnesium oxide. And what I want to tell you is uh, stay away from magnesium oxide. That is the cheapest, crappiest form of magnesium that you can buy. In fact, the only reason why they probably sell it is because ignorant people go to the supplement store and they don't know any better and they buy it and they spend money and uh, they make the companies make money by offering a crap product. In fact, I see a lot of supplement companies, they sell crap products, stuff that we know that there's no scientific backing for, but people continue to buy it because of the marketing, which was the rant that I went on earlier. So which one should you get? Well, any of the amino acid chelates, I'll do an article on magnesium eventually, but magnesium citrate, magnesium taurate are good ones. Um, so those are, are pretty solid as magnesium glycinate. I forget if I said that. No, I said citrate and taurate, right? So magnesium glycinate, glycinate as well. Those are all amino acid chelates. Those are really good. Uh, it's important to note that magnesium supplements can give you the disaster pants based on how much you take in the form of magnesium that you use. So be mindful if you are taking a magnesium supplement and you're like, whoa, where did that come from? What did I eat? Probably your magnesium supplement. So keep that in mind if you have those types of issues. So which one do I recommend? Now I've tried so many different magnesiums and some are super expensive and others, you know, and, and I couldn't tell a difference. And there's an issue with magnesium. Well, I won't go into, go into it too much, but a lot of, if you look at magnesium supplements and you look on the back, it tells you, oh, you get 400 milligrams of magnesium citrate. But out of that 400 milligrams, part of that is the citrate part or the citric acid or whatever it is that they bind the magnesium to. So you're not getting, so what you want to know is the elemental magnesium. And so what I recommend is Natural Stacks MagTech. It's hands down my favorite oral magnesium supplement. In fact, it's the only oral uh, supplement that I've found that I don't get any GI upset from taking. That means diarrhea people. And uh, I've experimented with a lot of brands and I really like their magnesium a lot. And uh, again, if you want to save 20% off that, you go to this blog post and you can get that promo code. But it's really a great magnesium. What I like, what they do too, is they tell you how much elemental magnesium you're getting. And most companies, they don't do that. 
So you're getting magnesium, but you don't feel a difference. And if you've never really felt a difference from a magnesium supplement, it's probably because of this thing I'm talking about. Part of it is the glycinate or the citrate or the taurate. And then the other part is magnesium, but you have no idea how much magnesium you're getting because you'd have to uh, you'd have to do some stoichiometry, some chemistry stoichiometry to figure it out, which I don't even recommend <laughs> or remember how to do. Uh, so anyway, that's my recommendation for that. Let's get, move on to the next one, which is melatonin. Melatonin is a popular supplement taken for insomnia and jet lag. By the way, it's a naturally produced hormone secreted by your pineal gland in the brain, and it's well-established for inducing and regulating sleep. How do you get it naturally? Well, eh, pretty easy. You can optimize your natural production of melatonin by practicing proper sleep hygiene. Blue light emanated from lamps, smart devices, and TVs are known to suppress natural melatonin production. So if you're a person who is watching TV before you go to bed, or you're in bed looking at your tablet or your computer or your phone, and you don't have uh, some blue light blocking glasses on, like Carbon Shades is my favorite blue light blocking glasses, and that's in the Ultimate Gear Guide, then it's going to mess up your melatonin secretion. In fact, uh, I just read some recent research on that and I'll be talking more about it. So that's what you can do. Also sleeping with blackout curtains. However, you can also get it from foods like tart cherries. In fact, with supplemental melatonin, my what I recommend now is not the melatonin supplements. I recommend a product called Fruit Fat, uh, Cherry Flex by a company called Fruit Fast. And I know you're like, that's not a melatonin supplement. It's a tart cherry juice supplement. Well, now you know a little secret of mine. In fact, I'm so impressed with tart cherry juice that I'm going to be writing an entire dedicated article talking about all the research, talking about which products I use. And uh, yeah, so make sure you go and check out the link to the tart cherry product that I use on this episode. So it's amazing and it naturally contains melatonin and it contains it in very small doses, by the way, which would lead you to think like, well, that's not so good. Why don't I get the, the, the Source Naturals melatonin that you recommended before and just take that instead? Well, more isn't necessarily better. In fact, MIT did a study suggesting that about 300 micrograms is the best dosage for insomnia. However, in my experimentation, you got to be a little bit careful with the cherry flex because you can get a melatonin hangover from it, but there's not that much melatonin in it. So it leads me to kind of believe that either they need to do, it has a lot more melatonin in it with the processing that uh, Fruit Fast does to make their product or the melatonin involved just is more bioavailable, meaning your body absorbs it and uses it more effectively than the supplement that you, you know, that you eat. And it just, for whatever reason, it just isn't digested that well. So I don't have a promo code for you on this one, unfortunately. And I'm trying to create a relationship with the company because I love their product. But, uh, 
Unfortunately, I haven't been able to get a promo code, but if you go to this podcast, you can click on the link to figure out or find out which one that I recommend. So number six is vitamin D. Vitamin D is a fat-soluble nutrient that is critical for survival and optimal health. It's naturally produced through direct exposure to your skin through sun exposure. But it's found in very few foods. In fact, it's really difficult to get the right amount of vitamin D through your diet. Optimal levels of vitamin D promote calcium absorption in the gut, reduce inflammation, improve immune function, and even help people sleep better. And how do you get it naturally? Well, direct sunlight, and specifically UVB light on uncovered skin, naturally starts the process of vitamin D production. The issue is the seasons, the length of day, cloud cover, smog, sunscreen, and the darkness of your skin will all affect the amount of UV exposure and rate of vitamin D uh, creation in your body. So if you live in a location with a lot of smog or cloudiness, or you just don't get outside that much, you may not have optimal levels of vitamin D. And again, food is just not the way to get it. So let's talk about supplementing. Well, the first thing before you start buying a vitamin D supplement and start popping dosages, you want to make sure that you get your vitamin D levels checked. And you can do that with a simple blood test at your doctor, or you can even buy, I have uh, links to two places where you can buy uh, vitamin D tests from. I haven't used them because I just go to my doctor and get it done. And that's what I recommend. But if you're one of those people who likes to do everything on your own, there, there are two places that have been recommended. But one is called Discounted Labs, and the other is Life Extension, which you probably heard of Life Extension. So that way you have a baseline to measure the effectiveness of your supplemented dose, which is important because you just don't want to take the vitamin D level before, but you want to also have it kind of regularly so that you know that you're not overdoing it because overdoing it could be bad for your heart for your cardiovascular system. You don't want more hardening of your arteries due to excessive vitamin D levels. So keep that in mind. Which supplement do I recommend? I really like, again, Natural Stacks Vitamin D. They use cholecalciferol, cholecalciferol. Say that five times fast. The most bioavailable form of vitamin D. And they suspend it in organic coconut oil for maximum absorption. And it's only 15 bucks for 90 servings of 5,000 international units. So it's, it's not like an expensive thing to buy. And again, I got a promo code for you. Just go to this, uh, go to this episode on the website, legendarylifepodcast.com. You can get 20% off of that. So that's even, that's even cheaper than 15 bucks. And uh, let's go to the seventh supplement, which is krill oil. So an omega-3 supplement, in other words, when it comes to fat, there's one type of fat that you don't want to cut back on, and that is your omega-3 fatty acids. Two important ones are EPA and DHA, and that is docosahexaenoic acid and eicosapentaenoic acid. And don't worry, there's not going to be a test at the end of this podcast, but just in case you wanted to know. So while many people take 
fish oil to get their omega-3s, krill oil may offer the same and potentially better benefits at a lower dosage. And when krill first came on the scene, I was, I'm always skeptical. When something comes out, I'm like, bullshit. That's my first knee-jerk reaction. However, research has shown that krill oil may be the way to go. And a few things that I like about krill oil is uh, that it's easy to add to your routine. So you need to take less krill oil than fish oil, and you get the same benefits. And the, the higher uh, amounts of fish oil, it can it, it, the capsules are also smaller, and fish oil can lead to those fishy burps, which are pretty nasty. Krill oil also contains astaxanthin, which fish oil does not have. And astaxanthin can't even say speak that right. Why well, I, I can't? I was about to say I can't speak English, but that's hardly it's English for sure. But it's you know Greek roots or whatever, so it's it's pretty difficult to say. But um, especially because it's spelled with an X instead of a Z for the xanthin part. But it's a powerful antioxidant, and there is something to that. It's also a more sustainable choice than fish. There's an issue with overfishing, and uh, because krill are so abundant and reproduce quickly, it's just a more sustainable choice. That's important to me. May not be for you, but it's an important thing. And like I mentioned, it may be more of effective than fish oil. One study compared the effects of krill oil and a purified omega-3s on cholesterol and triglyceride levels. Only the krill oil raised good high-density lipoprotein cholesterol, so the good uh, cholesterol, and it was more effective at decreasing a marker of inflammation, even though the dose of krill oil was much lower than the fish oil. So even though they took less of it, it had a more powerful effect. And in fact, it was the only thing that raised the good cholesterol in this particular study. So how do you how do you supplement? As I mentioned above, you need less krill oil to get the same benefits. So which one's my pick? I'm going to go with natural stacks again. And in a minute, I'll talk about why I like natural stacks over other supplement companies. Well, first of all, you're going to get a, a, a 20% off code if you go to the, my website, legendarylifepodcast.com and find the ultimate supplement guide here. But uh, they are a solid company. We used to have like more of a, a, a relationship. If you've been listening to this podcast for a while, I ended it because it wasn't that beneficial to us. Although they're very good to their customers just for us, we, we would only get the commission on the first sale from a customer. And then it was like we didn't get any of the other sales, even if they came from us. So it was kind of ridiculous in, in that regard, but I still like them as a company. And uh, also I've been contacted, something you should know is when you're a personal trainer and you're, you know, you're, you got a little bit of success, supplement companies come after you. Advocare, I don't remember all the, the MLM companies, they all come after you and they, and more, I've been contacted by more times than I can count throughout my 19 year fitness career. And I've said no to all of them except for two brands. And one of them is Natural Stacks. And just so you know, you may be new to this podcast. I connected to Natural Stacks through a mutual friend, uh, Eric Bandholtz of Beard Brand. 
He's also the guy who helped me come up with the outline for my coaching group. He's just a friend and just did that to help me as one online entrepreneur to another. Didn't even hire him or anything like that. So he's what I'm trying to say is a really good dude. And uh, if you've benefited from our programs, you've got him to thank as well because he's the one that really helped get me organized. So back to natural stacks, when, when I first connected with them. In fact, when Eric said, hey man, you should connect with Natural Stacks. I know the guys, they're pretty cool. I was like, eh, wasn't expecting much. Really skeptical because I'd just been in this business for so long. But when I checked them out and talked to them, I just love the fact that they have consumer review or uh, sections for each supplements and they post the studies that they use. So if you're into reading research, which if you really want the truth behind things, that's what you read. You, you read the research, at least start reading the abstracts so you get an idea of what's going on. Abstracts won't tell you everything, but at least it, it, it'll get you started. Also, they started something called the Open Source Initiative to create more transparency in supplement companies. That's a quality that's lacking in the supplement business. And one thing that you should know about Natural Stacks is it's a premium brand. So that means it's going to be more expensive than what you find at your local GNC or drugstore. And again, I want you to know that when you talk about supplements, you get what you pay for. The supplement business is notorious for lying about ingredients or amounts of ingredients in their products, like I mentioned. And they've even been caught spiking their products with anabolic steroids, which is crazy. And I have the link to that study here. So I just wanted you to know that that's why I recommend them. I've used their products. I continue to use their products. They're the real deal. And I like what they stand for. I like that they're pushing that open source idea. So getting rid of the proprietary blends and all that nonsense that, I mean, all the science is out there. There's no secrets. Let me tell you something. If one of your supplements has a proprietary blend where they're not telling you the amounts of the ingredients, they're hiding something. There's nothing new out there and it's all research-based. So either you have people who you're hired, you're either smart enough to do the research yourself and to figure out which supplements work and which don't, or you hire people who know what they're doing and they put something together. But uh, you know, for some reason, a lot of people are just aren't, I don't know, they're not on top of that. I don't know what's going on have no interest. I don't care either. I never will uh, give any of those, those companies any of my business ever. So that's all I got to say about that. Said, went on enough rants in this. So I'm going to wrap things up. But again, if this is your first time listening to this podcast, make sure that you click that subscribe button. And if you want to Give me a shout out on social media with a share or something. We'd greatly appreciate that. That's the highest compliment you can pay to me for all the hard work that I do to get you the best information on the internet as far as health and fitness information and optimizing your health in general. That was health I said twice, whatever. But uh, I, I really try my best here and I try to be evidence-based instead of bro-based and I try to mix in my own personal experience. So you're not just getting the pure science. You're getting like, hey, I tried it. I read the science. Here's what happened when I actually tried it. I do my best to get you that. So again, click that subscribe button, share it. And if you want to learn how to get in shape in 2018, 
my best methods and strategies. Sign up to my free fat loss masterclass at legendarylifepodcast.com slash free. So I'm going to wrap things up now. I hope you're having an amazing first week of the new year, and I will speak to you soon. And hopefully I'll see you on that free fat loss masterclass. 